0: Today, Chantal Wallach is our guest in the Coach Me to Lead Coach Me to Lead show. Welcome, Chantal.
1: Hello. <laughs> nice to be here.
0: Yes, I agree. Nice that you are here. And the topic that we are going to talk about, that what your topic is, um, is looking differently at healthcare. That's right. <laughs> so. Um, Give me, give me, give the listeners, the watchers a short idea of what is different about how you look at it.
1: Okay. Well, actually, the the current healthcare system is is not about health. It's about sickness. And um, if you turn this around, if you transform the healthcare system into a sick care system, uh, it's... means a lot (laughs) it means a lot for us as professionals in the healthcare system but it also means a lot for the system and the 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 people who pay for 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 it so uh, it it, uh, it's a and transformation is asked if you if you turn this around and what does it exactly mean at this moment we are only focusing on problems on sickness on illness um and what you do if you focus on the the health uh, then you focus more on resilience, more on the power of people, and it really asks something else uh, of us. Uh, the our uh, it asks something about our um, education. Uh, it does it means different uh, education, but it also means a different organization. And actually, all these uh, elements in our system should turn around. So uh, and. The the nice thing is, we are already working on it. Uh, it, It's already happening. Like this transformation is is going on. And I was um, well, I I was lucky to to be there when it started. I was lucky to start in 2012 in the Noordelijke Maasvallei. It's an area in the Netherlands where we really started with what what happened with with the question. why do we do what we do in healthcare and is it really healthcare and what if we start with this instead of looking at the problems and looking at sickness and and um it is about 11 years ago now that we started this and like there is a transformation going on and i was starting this with uh, with uh, uh, a lot of people from different organizations from the the like well-being organizations and the community community uh, communities but also like the the like the the, the health the bigger healthcare organizations and uh, well actually nowadays uh, we started the, we started with positive health and now uh, a lot of people work with this this concept as a starting point in their work
0: yeah that's that's what you call it positive health care yes <laughs> I, I'm going to give you example and see if if you agree. That's what what you are talking about and thinking about. Um, I've been working with a um, physiotherapist practice, and they have now a concept which also I think is the way that you look at it, like a positive healthcare. So not just trying to treat people who have like an issue, like um, pain somewhere but try to help them before the pain starts and to become healthy and move and exercise and stuff like that. However, um, that's the idea and the concept in the mind of the founder and some people, but not everybody, all therapists in the um, practice are already working like that because they have had different schoolings, very, you know, Like you just mentioned, you have to have like a different idea if you want to think about positive healthcare. So I was there um, in the beginning of this year. I have an injury on my leg and I'm a runner. And of course, when you are a runner, you hate it when you're not running. (laughs) So you try to fix this um, problem. And um, then I got assigned to a um, therapist, a physiotherapist. Not, not somebody who specialized in runners, but just a one. And he started asking all these questions and he came up with um, what he was going to do for me. That was dry needling and some, uh, how do you call it, cracking of my bones in my back. How, how do you call this? Um,
1: on the wheel. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and um, so he did the dry needling first and then the manual therapy, and then we did some exercises um and they have a really beautiful exercise room um and the idea of course is that you then at home continue with the exercises every day you have to do it a couple of times a day sometimes but also at least once a day but doing these exercises every day that's like a habit that's a change That's something you really thats that's a behavior you need to change because it's you know you have a different routine in the day and fitting in these exercises is something it's not easy going to the therapist. That's an appointment in your agenda and you just go and you do the exercises there, but doing the same exercise at home is pretty difficult. And I can tell because I had difficulty with that. and I'm a very habit kind of person. So I should know how this works. I do know how it works, but I also notice now how difficult it is. <laughs> so I think that, um, something like changing habits is a good addition to like just inviting people into the practice, but also, you know, guiding these people uh, during the rest of the week of the week to you know, train them in these habits. Um, next to, of course, other steps like preventing um, being over um, exercised and you know, preventing these kind of injuries. Is this what you are thinking about? Is this some, does this sound familiar?
1: It's an aspect of what I w- I'm talking about. If you Start with positive health and start with uh, s- s- human-centered care. Then it starts with having a talk, a-, a different talk to to the person. Ask asking different questions, and you are really looking behind like this problem. So what you do in the beginning when you start with uh, talking about positive health is is looking at who is that person and. Asking you what uh, what's most important for you, most of the times uh, you explain what it is, and there is like a visual instrument that you can use to um, to show and to give insight in what is all about health. It's not only the bodily bodily functions; it's also about the mental 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 well-being. It's about sense making. It's about being part and uh, participate, being part of the community. It's about all these aspects and you talk about it with the person who's sitting in front of you as a professional or like maybe not a professional but everybody can use this tool and and you ask what what do you think about your own health and what is important for you what are your values because that's what you are looking for it's not only like this is my problem and um please help me with this. It's just, you try to show people that health is more than this issue, this one issue. And sometimes there's more behind that one issue than and you even know. And people, and even also these professionals, they, they sometimes are surprised what's behind. So, and after you ask, what do you see? What do you want? What are your wishes? What are your values? Then you can ask, what do you want? and where do you want to go to instead of uh, what don't you want anymore we are very used to go to a doctor or to go to a professional and to say this is my problem please help me but that's the one way uh, that's a one-way situation and it's a one-way solution maybe but when you show people what is all behind maybe what can be behind this problem or even is the when this problem is not uh, going to be solved because it's not possible, because it's chronicle or multi-complex. Then maybe it's even better just to focus on what do you want. Maybe um, uh, you cannot, after an uh, injury, you cannot walk um, 10 kilometers anymore. But maybe the most important thing is that you can go to maybe visit some people or do like and make these steps, small steps towards this bigger perspective you want to go to so it's it's accepting or it's looking at your problem but it's also uh, asking people and see where their motivation is to go to so that's maybe the biggest difference and for for in your example it when 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 the healthcare eh, when the professional or the physiotherapist would have asked you what what do you want and what's what's most important for you Looking at all these aspects, maybe there was something that made you trigger and motivate even more to to go to this, this perspective. I have, a, I have a nice example of a um, uh, a therapist. She was working with a girl that was in a ha, has been in a coma and she um, couldn't walk anymore. And in the therapy, they told her she had to look for. I think. Uh, <laughs> Uh, eggs to take, pick eggs uh, with Easter. You you pick this, and then she was not motivated at all to do th- these things. But then, when you talk to her, she was quite motivated to 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 learn, to dance again. She was a dancer, and she danced from since she was four years old. So these therapists and she she made all these exercises on dance moves, and that's that's what made her yeah, more motivated and more active to to learn and to so sometimes it's only these small things that make a big difference and I think this is maybe the most important thing that where, where we are talking about uh, when we talk about positive health and working on positive health
0: so um, I have to be clear, the physiotherapist asked me those kind of questions and what do I want and why did this happen and so on. So he was, he was looking into the the situation, but I had just difficulty getting into the habits of doing the exercises. It's still not easy. Um, so why are you um, interested in what, what happened? What did you study? What did you do? What kind of work did you do? Why are you so interested in this work?
1: Well, actually, when I was young, uh, I wanted to, to to work in Africa. I wanted to help sick children. Uh, but then, during my practical periods, and I, I find out I found out that working in the health uh, care system in the in the in the hospitals um, was not the thing I wanted. I I I often thought, ah, oh, I'm just carrying. Uh, water to the sea. I don't know if this is a, an English uh, <laughs> verb. Uh, but, um, so what I did, I, I studied uh, health. I was a nurse, but I studied, uh, studied health, um, health science, science in Maastricht. And um, well, I was focusing more on health promotion, health education. And that's what I did for a long time. And I believe indiv- we have to learn individu- individuals uh, how they can take take more care of their health and uh, what they can do. But then, after like now, I, I'm more convinced that we ha- we should look for health in a bigger perspective and more integrative with other problems, with other with the context within the context. So, I, I agree we should. We should uh, take care of people that, or maybe support people to do these individual individual moves, but also see, look at the environment and look at the context. Because when people live in poverty, when people have not have not uh, enough education or do not understand things, then it's hard to create health. And I think the main thing we should do, or the first thing we should do now, is create health and by um, yeah by uh, supporting uh, this social ba- base basis and uh, and a, health, a healthy basis and try uh, to under uh, to, to uh, help people to, take, to to make the right choices to make the healthy choices as well so actually, this is my transformation from sick care to maybe more prevention, more health, more healthy living, to maybe more creating a society that's more uh, uh, supporting. Uh, because nowadays, the, 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 the big gap, health gap is actually also the poverty gap. So uh, I think we should, and that's actually also why I'm I'm like, um, relating and feeling, feeling, uh, related with the inner development goals.
0: Uh, hold on, hold on. (laughs) So why, why is there the relation between the healthcare and the wealth gap? Well,
1: when, when you, when you're not sure about what, whether you have enough, uh, money to buy food or when then. Actually, there is a evidence uh, your brain is not working that well anymore. Are you, your EQ um, is, is going down?
0: Yeah, thirteen but points it drops about. I, you course. know it
1: exactly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's a nice book about this. Uh, it's written. Um, I'm not sure about the that the, right, the the names, but it's a nice book. Um, so uh, it's it's really hard and really difficult to to. Uh, to focus on these individu- individuals and to focus on and, and tell them you should uh, lose weight, you should uh, smoke less and when they live in like in this in uh, with, it, with these problems, with uh, no money, the first thing you, you have to do or have to worry about is having enough food or uh, having work or and not the stress. So we have a lot of Uh, people that have these problems so i think this is the first step we should start in healthcare. we should start with creating health for all the people and have a like a common floor so when people when individuals need more help they should get more help and when they get sick they should uh, uh, get help in 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 the hospitals or, or wherever but I think we sometimes forget to start with a with a social and a healthy basis. So that's actually.
0: Yeah, and that directly relates to the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals. Um, at the moment, there is still 750 million people living in poverty, living below the um, wages that the SDGs um, say, the UN says is what's you know normal, what's the minimum which is $1.95, I believe Uh, there's 750 million people living below that. And the question, of course, is, is that number um, high enough? Because I think living just off $2 a day is still, is still not enough to have like a healthy situation, healthy in the finance situation then. And the the talk about this um, idea of um, losing IQ when you um are feeling this shortage of money it it, and it's really weird because the investigation the research on this is any shortage any shortage when you focus on shortage your iq drops and you are so focused on the shortage there's no space no space in your brain to think about other things so you just you just focus on what can i do on the short term to fix this shortage So you're not looking at the long term anymore. So if you're looking, for example, like you just explained about health, um, it is a long term thing that you're looking at, right? You're looking at how do and what do I do daily to improve my health in the long term? And if you just focus on shortage, whatever that may be, um, money, but it can also be like food. It can be so many things, um, time, right? Then it's going to be very difficult to look at things, how you can do this for the long term. So, if you if you look at this before we go to the IDGs, um, what do you think about it can because coach.me it, it, the platform the whole thing is about habits it's about creating habits it's creating um, habits you know better habits. What do you think about the relationship between habits and health?
1: well <laughs> there's a lot to it I, I actually i studied health promotion and education so uh, this health um this behavior is is, a, is, a, is an important thing and i was taught that the asa model i don't know if you know it but that you have uh, uh, several things that influence uh, behavior like attitude social influence and self-efficacy and this leads to intention. And when you have the intention, uh, then there is a probability that you will change your behavior. And this was a very um, important model. And nowadays, um, uh, they also see that they're uh, changing this this, so that um, starting with the behavior not waiting to to have these influence things on the on the right level but starting with uh, the behavior by for example challenges makes people feel and experience what it does to have this behavior and that this way like starting with the behavior is maybe a very good idea to change behaviors um, for example, like uh, the 40-day uh, ikpas, uh, it's it's like um, uh, in January it's dry January, like 40 days uh, you don't drink. People experience that they feel better when they don't drink, that they have more energy, and like this way makes people uh, change maybe their behavior even more than than like the health uh, scientists thought of the, the behavior scientists thought before like sometimes just doing things or creating a context where people do these things I have a nice example for example from um, um, from the United States uh, behavior there is that they 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 do these bingo or lotto and uh, what they said—they uh, wanted to change the behavior to to, to the, the the environmental thing, like the, the the putting glass into the boxes. Like uh, I don't know, like the glass glass boxes, the, the glass baker in the Netherlands. It's called <laughs> recycle. Yeah, to recycle this glass, but it was hard to get them to to throw these glasses in these boxes. So they 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 said, okay, what we do is we 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 uh, tell people they can win something when they put their name in this glass and put them in the boxes. And they did it for, they did this for, I think a year or something. And people, they started walking to these boxes and at the end they had, they, it was a kind of a behavior, like they were nudged to do so, but it made them doing it. And it, it became a behavior, a natural behavior. So sometimes, and I think this is, i f- find it interesting because it it makes um for for also for the public health it makes it uh important to think about not only focusing on the individuals but also on the collect uh, the, uh, the public and the collective cor- uh, component um for, yeah that's i think uh, um one of the things that I lately find out found out that this is also very important
0: yeah I've I've read a number of books about habits and um, I think people love to change to good habits um, but we you know we make it too big so that's going to be very difficult to tackle Um, so when we you know create tiny habits which is a well-known formula um, then it, ma- it, it, it makes it a lot easier to get used to something. So, let's say, for example, you want to run more, and people say, okay, I want to run 10K. Um, but it's, if, you, if you haven't never run before, or if you, like, overweight it, overweight it then it's going to be very difficult to, to run a 10K in one go. It sounds not, I mean, even 5K, it sounds not like a lot, but if you're not haven't, you're not used to running, it is um, quite a distance. And the thing is, if you start by just putting on one running shoe every day, that's a great start. And it sounds really weird by just putting on one running shoe. But there's going to be just a couple of days that you're going to be putting on two, and then just a couple of another days that you think, OK, I will just go outside. Even if you just go outside with the running shoes and just go back in, that's, that's just the start. I remember this great story that was in the book. I think it was in the book of Wendy Wood, um, Good Habits, Bad Habits. I'm not sure um, where this person wanted to go to the gym to exercise like every day for an hour, but this is a huge hurdle to take. So this person started just going for the first week, just going to the gym. So he, he was an American, so he drove by car to the gym. He was in the gym maybe for 1 minute and then he went back home so he didn't do any exercise in the first week he just went to the gym so that this part becomes a habit a rhythm and then later on it changes to you know just doing an exercise for 5 minutes and and then stop and go home so you have to make it really small so if you want to change your health um yeah i think breaking it up in really tiny 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 parts um, that's that's a good thing to do to um you know to improve your health on any level, right? Even the social aspects, right? So there's so many levels that you can do this. Um, what do you feel about, And because I, the way I've heard it, but I'm not sure if it's really the truth, but the way I've heard in the Eastern, so in the Far East, um, there, there's a lot more focus on health. So people pay the doctor in China when um, you're healthy, and you stop paying when you're sick because that's the job of the doctor to prevent that you become sick. And here in the Western world, um, we pay for people to cure when you're sick. And there's a lot of money to make from that. So there's you know, there's a lot of money going to insurance companies, to all these professionals in the healthcare, you know, which is lost in bureaucracy or registration or all this stuff that's not really taking care of the health of people do you see that have you experienced how, how do you see the big difference that i that i've just mentioned with the eastern health and the western kind of health
1: yeah sure we get paid to 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 uh, to to uh, take care of sick people and that's that's a different uh, uh, that that's not what they do there i think um that's exactly what we we have to change uh, we ha- we have to um, value more ke- uh, the, the health and uh, taking care of the health instead of sick and sick people but actually this is how how we all earn money in our system just we earn uh Taking care of sick people, and we don't earn. There is not a not a value for, or we don't value enough. That, that's actually the, the exact question I always ask: is what What do we do in healthcare? Uh, why do we do what we do? And we say we we take care of the health, but we don't take care of health. We take care of the sick, and we uh, um, we should take care of sick people, but is it where we have to start? I think now, now we only uh, we are only working on the symptoms and not, not taking care of this bigger, bigger uh, picture and not making this ground for everybody a healthy, uh, healthy ground. And I, I think there's a nice ex- expression or it's uh, like a, one sentence. One of the uh, scientists uh, says he says. Um, Uh, sustainability is personal health and planetary health so we should really take care of both uh, and and the one will not exist without the other and will not and actually sometimes i i think it's more the resilience sustainability is maybe something that you it's more almost a contradiction Uh, we, we everything changes every day so but, but uh, we cannot create a, res- a resilient uh, society if we don't take care of both so, uh, personal and planetary health so
0: yeah so, so so coming back to this different way of looking at it in the western world is there's a, there was a there was a flaw in this whole idea because if if we keep you sick or if we even if we make you sick as a society we as a society make a lot more money right so the first the people who sell you stuff that makes you sick make money then the people who try to make you better make money so making people sick is is a revenue driver is a profit driver so it is it's it's a flaw. It's a it's a trap that we are just. I think it's going to be very difficult to get out to because all these um, pharmaceutical companies and also these um, companies who make food, for example, well, if, if you would call it food, um, they both make a lot of money and they became so huge that it's very difficult to you know they have so much influence in the world. It's going to be very difficult to break this system how do you think we could move away from all this focus um, financially on sickness to, and I think it's a very difficult question, by the way. I understand it's not easy to answer, but I want to hear how you think we could do this, to find a way to make people, you know, to make a living as a professional to help people to stay healthy. Because if I'm a... Um, patient which is not the right word but if i'm a patient and um, i'm healthy what would be the reason for me to to pay the professional right so how can we make this work
1: hmm. well it's a, it's a big question but it's an interesting question because i think it's exactly the point that we should work more integrative within all those sdgs because it's it's the way we look at our economy uh, we have we want growth uh, growth is the most important thing in in holland we have case Klump. he's he's busy with value economy i think this is the english translation but um we should uh, so it, it it's all um integrated if this this changes that growth is not the, the only thing growth in the economy then then Probably uh, everything will shift or change, and uh, so it asks what what it is asked. It's a par- paradigm shift. It's a shift in our mind mind shift. That what's the most important thing, and what do we value most? And that's actually I don't know if you already want to talk about the IDGs, but that's actually what I think is the nice thing about working with the IDGs because these can. Um, Uh, this is like the the glue that that uh, can glue all those uh, complex uh, fragmented issues together because then the first question is what is what do you what's the value and what value what is what we have in common like uh what uh, case club does with the value economy uh what we do with this uh from sick uh, from sick care to health care and how we want to start within the communities actually everything is it, it, yeah, we, we we separated everything but it is um i know it's complex i know but i don't think we can uh, solve the problems uh separately and I think um, uh, talking about them uh, with people, from our inner, um, develop, from our inner um, motivation, from what we want, that will that's what I also experienced uh, within the hub. That will make us uh, solve uh, these complex problems. Uh, I, I, I am sure. <laughs> How diff- I know it's very difficult. But I think we should not see them as one-issue problems. The crisis are not... I mean, when I'm not healthy, I will never... When I'm I'm not feeling well, when I'm living in poverty, I will never uh, uh, set my mind on um, uh, uh, green or biodiversity. I will not... not, um, I mean, so everything is integrated. We should take care of everything together and solve them together maybe i i am an idealist <laughs> but uh i've seen the, the 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 these last 11 years that when you start with something uh, and you believe in it then uh, then there will there it's maybe not a real big change but there things change when i started with talk uh, talking about uh positive health when in, in 2012 2013 people would think hey, what are you talking about and now I I mean now are, are, there are a lot of organizations and people working with this uh this concept and working on healthcare and prevention and although I think prevention is not far enough, we should go more uh basic to what I call core, creating health and a healthy and social basis. But um so I I believe we can do this, but we do we have to do it together and and not uh, staying in our
0: own sector. Yeah, and to be clear, the SDGs uh, mentioned before, is the Sustainable Development Goals, and the IDGs is the Inner Development Goals. So Sustainable Development Goals are uh, were um, set up by the UN and signed by 139 countries in the world. Um, it's about improving and working together, you know, keeping um, people out of poverty, uh, no hunger, but also clean water, clean air um uh biodiversity so there's a lot of elements 17 goals in there with all kind of sub goals and it is sometimes very difficult to understand what you can do as an individual or as an organization to uh, on on the SDGs. so um a separate thing started with uh, more than a thousand scientists from all over the world um at the moment mostly western but still all over the world um that look at, so what are these skills that we need as humans to uh, contribute to these SDGs? And they came up with 23 skills and divided it into five domains, um, going from being to action. And I believe in these SDGs and so the you. And we start with ourselves. Our inner development is the big start to make the change towards a, a better future. Um, for all of us, um, for the world, for every being that's on the planet. And that's really important to make this shift. And when you look at the three elements that most people know, right? Um, planet, people, and prosperity. I don't say profit, I say prosperity. Um, that's, I think, that's the, tri- the the triad that we're looking for, right? So we're looking that we should have these three in balance. It's it's not a, about just profit, because that's, that's what got us in this trouble that we are in at the moment in the first place. So we have to you know, let go of this idea that we need to grow in profit every year. It's not sustainable. Um, so we look at so if we bring this in balance, right? Planet, people and prosperity. So this gives us the opportunity to look at. So what can we do as an organization, as a human to contribute to a planet where we all can live, um, not just humans, but also animals and all kind of non-human animals as um uh Peter Singer says and also um how can we take care of other individuals how can we take our care of our communities and um, that's people and then of course we need to have a living we need to know what is enough when I have when do we have enough in the western world and how can we make sure that we bring these people at the mostly at the southern hemisphere along with you know who have Not enough, right? They still need to grow to a level which they um, experience well-being because they are not at the level of well-being at the moment. I'm talking a lot. I know because I think it's really, really important that you understand that this is the triad that we're looking at. Profit is not the one. It's planet, people, and prosperity. So... That's why you and I, that's why I also invited you to this episode. That's why you and I believe in the IDGs. Um, And I think it's it's wonderful how you explain the importance of looking at health and not just sickness. And the way that you see health as a, a larger picture with everything involved is, and how you are in your community, um, how you are on wellness, um, everything is involved. And not just, you know, you go to the hospital and you feel sick and somebody's going to, you know, fix you up <laughs> um, and give you medicine or give you an operation or give you a new leg, um, which, of course, at that point is important. But still, that's something that you, you want to do as a last resort. All this other stuff should come first. Um what's what can you tell us a little bit more because you talked about core you say um core cure care and back again so what can you tell about about this this whole idea that you have here
1: <laughs> well um i work a lot with the, with the general practitioners and and people in their in the, in healthcare, and uh when they have this conversation with the with their patients or with their clients with the people then they uh, pro- most of the times they they look at the problems and uh, when there's a problem that they can cure they cure they treat it uh, when they can prevent it this problem then you have had you call it prevention and you have you have some interventions on that but if you have a conversation with people the way i explained earlier then then it's possible you look at the perspective as well perspectives and when you look at the perspective it it asks it, it you need a different way of working on that and actually there's no word for it like we don't have words for we not, sometimes we call it a pre-care but it's not pre-care if you want to in if you want to um support or create uh, health uh, then there's no word for it and i know core is it's the the, the inner of our world <laughs> and it's uh, it's a, a verb it's not a verb but i made a verb of verb out of it so we can actually act on it and say i eh, i can create or i eh, and and it's nice like you can say core eh, core <laughs> core uh, care cure and also care i think uh, normally we we post make this position we be put it when people are sick or when people have problems we take care but i think care should should be in the middle of everything uh, we should take care of people uh, from perspective without when people have no problems so we should take care of each other and we should take care of each other when we are, are, are sick or when there are problems so care is uh, more, uh, we should take more take care more care of each other, um, because that is, I think, also a very important uh, aspect of creating uh, a resilient uh, um, society.
0: So. And I agree, and then, and I have, um, I'm, I'm always thinking also about examples that that I see that I that happen in my area, in my neighborhood. Um, so my neighbor, he had a broken hip. And um, I, I, I hear that it's just after a couple of days, I, I went over and visited him and, and gave him some books that he could maybe read. He just brought back the books. It's, it's been three months ago. And um, yeah, and I, I think it's important. But also, at the same time, um, the neighbor uh, on the other side of the street um, I've heard that he's you know sick for a longer time and I didn't ring at his door so I'm not saying I'm the good person because I I also you know miss opportunities and don't pay enough attention to these kind of things but just doing this is really important and the, the weird thing of course is that if you're looking at the national um growth uh, the growth numbers right so the 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 growth numbers that the companies or not organizations countries, countries used to indicate if we are growing as a country, if we are making enough um, uh, uh, growth and if there's enough innovation. Um, These numbers are uh, added up all kinds of information, like how much we sell. But also if we produce war equipment, it adds positively to this number. And if we sell care, it adds positively to this number. But if we, for example, take care of our parents for free, then it doesn't add to this number. So that's really weird. Because if you would add the same time and you would sell it to your neighbor, it would add to this number. So it's, it's, we have kind of weird ways of looking at how we feel is well-being, right? So we look at how much money we make, but that's not how we feel. It's not about well-being.
1: Yeah, that well, that, that's what I think is very important to talk about what we value, and that we um, realize that there is even if you ask somebody who is dying, what's the most important thing that in your life? It's not the work. It's it's the it's the family. It's people around, and and so why don't we start valuing these things more and. Um, yeah, well, I think we will get a more resilient and more happy society if we do so. But uh, we sh- should start talking about this and not see it as a soft, wa- soft thing or as a, a less important thing than growth and money. I mean, it's, it, it, it. We should see, and that's maybe a nice thing because they value it in money not long ago that's where you refer to i think eh? they they valued it in money the, the 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 taking care of the family taking care of your um father mother and um and there's a, it's a lot of money and so we uh, so this valuing is maybe uh, the tr- a transition way to 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 uh, to really uh, see how important it is uh, we did it we uh, are we um my colleagues from the organization where I also work for they did it with the uh, uh, healthcare professionals so general practitioners they asked them what, how do you how, how do you value this in money like the the way we the way you work what what is what is what is it worth for you they valued it in money because they said actually it's it's worth uh, 30000 a year for me the uh, working this way and then you could say ah there's uh, Actually, you don't want to value it in money. But then um, if we see uh, uh, this discounting, this, this number, we may act on it. And maybe it's the trans- a transition way of doing. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, at the end, we will all notice that a specific way of working, having more time for your patient or uh, having other questions to ask is, is just good. And... You should do, but now we are this in this wave. We don't know yet, so okay. We we value it uh, with a with a, with a count, with a number. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so going to end this conversation. Um And before we do, I want to make sure that if you have questions and you think this topic is really interesting for you and you work in this health sphere, maybe um, you can find Chantal on LinkedIn. And like I said, this is the URL, and you can see the um, image in the background. But if you want to make it even easier, you can go right here. Um, If you click the QR code right there, you make a photo of that, then you go directly to her profile, which is in Dutch, but that's okay. Um, You can just send her a message or connect with her, and she will reply in English, of course, obviously. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, even if her profile is in Dutch, and you have questions about this, just feel free to connect with her, contact her, send her a message, and you know, and she will she will tell you a lot more about this. And I think it's a really important topic, um, especially in the Western world, because we are far away from looking at this in a healthy way, <laughs> to misuse the word. Um, so I, I thank you, Chantal, for you know first of all, doing the work, um, making the professionals aware of this. My daughter is also a nurse. Um, I send her your profile saying, OK, follow her and learn about what she's telling. And um, and thank you for sharing with us how you feel that we as individuals, but also organizations can work in this transition. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Thank you.
0: Okay, let's see what I want to show you now still is okay next Friday, same time, same place. So if you are in Europe, uh, Amsterdam time um, line that it is four o'clock, 4pm. If you are central US central time is 9am. And I'm looking forward to see you there. And next week, it will be Kendra Kinnison of Code.me, the CEO. Thank you very much and see you then.